Welcome to Real Relationship Goals, a podcast all about the realities of healthy relationships. Real Relationship Goals is a project of the Advocacy Center for Crime Victims and Children in Waco, Texas. If you or someone you know has experienced sexual violence or harassment and is seeking support, services, or needs more information, links to resources and our hotline number can be found in the description. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect those of their organizations or affiliates. Welcome back to Real Asian Ship Goals, episode four. My name is Kyla. I'm Ariana. I'm Maria. And we're going to go ahead and jump right in to our story today. That's me. So my story is... Everyone has a Disney, well, almost everyone has a Disney Plus and Netflix. A lot of people. Oh, most, <laughs> most people. But when COVID happened and people were like really getting into it, I would have a lot of family that was like, hey, do you have a Netflix? <laughs> Can I borrow your password? And so I was giving up my password to like friends and family. And I didn't realize the error of my ways until I would forget my password and had to reset it. Oh. Or with like Netflix, I would have to... Uh, upgrade my plan so I could view on more screens than one because mm-hmm. I'd be trying to watch like a Lucifer on Netflix and then it'd be like too many streaming at once and yes like, ah. so I just don't really share my password for those anymore unless it's like mm-hmm. someone I'm like yeah they're barely home it's fine I think that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. I say as somebody who is on mostly all of my family's shared streaming <laughs> services still I have maybe one two or three that are my own but other than that i'm just like mom <laughs> dad can i have the password password please <laughs> yeah but no i think that's definitely especially with streaming services a very normalized behavior also just because they keep getting more expensive mm-hmm. and who can afford to pay 11 plus dollars for 20 different streaming platforms but that's a soapbox for another episode. Netflix, <laughs> if you're hearing this, I don't share my password. Yeah, never. Never. I have my own personal account. As you guys can probably tell from the theme of the story, we are talking about passwords today, just in case. Your unfamiliar passwords are defined by Merriam-Webster's dictionary as something that enables one to pass or to gain admission, commonly used for cell phones, social media accounts, computers, tablets, streaming services, bank accounts, emails, and just about everything else in the world, I think. Mm -hmm. So yeah, passwords are all around us, but we definitely just want to talk about What do passwords have to do with healthy relationships? What does it look like to engage in safe practices whenever it comes to our passwords? So what are y'all thinking? Passwords are basically just essentially used to protect your personal information, your sensitive information, especially like with relationships, like for romantic partners, like say if you're married, Mm -hmm. like you can have a joint, a bank account, but you both have to know 
the password yeah. to that bank account and all those different things. And it's just really, really, you have to be really cautious with sharing things like that, even if they are real close to you, whether it's your friend, your partner, or any other relatives. It's, um, you just got to be really, really careful with that. <laughs> I'll be honest. I love and trust a lot of my friends with my life, mm. period. I don't think I would ever be inclined to share my bank account password, though. That's just not really, I don't know. You sure? You just don't want to share? Honest, well, there's not much in there, so it's, <laughs> it's not of much interest, I promise. But I definitely remember, though, whenever I was younger, uh, my best friend and I, I'm, I'm talking third grade, third or fourth grade, we shared our webkins passwords with each other so that whenever one of us would go on vacation and wouldn't have access to our computers the others could log on and play with and feed our pets so they wouldn't get sad and lonely mm. and i don't know why but that is stuck so hard in my brain i think about it relatively frequently and i remember my parents being like it's okay with this but this isn't something that we like normally do like it's nor like this is okay but that's not something you want to do all the time Mm -hmm. Just because, and even with little things, it's like, okay, that person is somebody that you trust and has proven that they're somebody you can trust, but you don't want to share that with just anybody. Because mm -hmm. what if somebody was really mean or had bad intentions or wasn't really trying to be a good friend and logged on and like sold stuff from your little house or treated your animals badly or spent all your money that you earned and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I just, I don't know why, but that is ingrained so deeply in my brain <laughs> yeah I think I've I've shared my password for like snapchat when I'm you know on vacation and don't mm -hmm. have internet my friend will keep my streaks for yes. me shout out to you <laughs> but I like like you said bank account like I think it's also important to know that if you share your password maybe create a different password and and because some people mm -hmm. tend to use the same password mm -hmm. and so like if you use the same password for your social media mm -hmm. and everything else and somebody like happens to like try and get into your bank account you know what I mean mm -hmm. so I think for sure like be smart for like 100% with who you share it with and be smart with what you set your passwords to be and then I think just kind of shifting the conversation a little bit uh, we've hit password safety can't say it enough be smart be safe take care of yourself take care of the people around you what do y'all think about kind of that intersection of passwords and relationships? Like, who do you trust? Who do you not trust? Do you have to trust? Complex. <laughs> I mean, my partner has, you know, my passwords for everything. and I, I trust her to, like, not just randomly go into my phone and be like, who you texting? Yeah. Which, I mean, I text her and my parents. <laughs> so, I mean, there's not much to it there, yeah. but... I don't know. I like I have seen relationships where it's like, give me your password. Mm -hmm. And Demanding. I think that's yeah, like a that's like a no no, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just was talking with you guys earlier about how like with our groups and students, how they mm -hmm. explain a lot of the times how they see sharing passwords like with their friends or with their partners as a sign of trust. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, in order for me to trust you you should give me your password just so I can see everything and make sure thing, everything is okay. And just like, for some point, it's like a security or validation moment for that person that's asking for the password. 
But on the flip side of that, the con of that, it could be seen as controlling Mm -hmm. or manipulation or like I said before, like demanding, like you need to give me your password right now, Mm -hmm. which is never healthy in any type of relationship. So that's how I kind of view it. Um, Me personally, I don't share my passwords about with anything Mm -hmm. just for the simple fact that I had an incident Mm -hmm. where I let a friend log on into one of my social media accounts and that was fine but Snapchat had a whole entire thing where people were getting their accounts hacked into and you would think that it's that person oh and the person would ask for your stuff and like you know how you get a verification code yeah so that happened and I got hacked out of my own account and they were going around asking others for money oh no that's and i'm so like horrible. that's not me <laughs> i don't do that i don't that's, need your money <laughs> that's that's not me incidents like that um i don't share passwords with yeah. friends family nothing that's super fair yeah that's so horrible i'm so sorry <laughs> that's awful yeah yeah i definitely think god yes i have heard also from lots of students the oh, like if they won't give me their password, like that means they have something to hide. I don't trust them. I can't trust them if they don't give me their passwords. Like I need to be able to like, and that need to be like basically looking over their shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I just remember always thinking, you're saying that you need this so you can trust them, but we're clearly operating from a space in which you don't currently trust them. Why do you want to be with someone that you actively distrust so strongly? Mm-hmm. So that just always was a little bit of a disconnect for me. Cause I'm like, if you can't trust them, that's not a healthy relationship. You need to be with someone that you can trust kind of implicitly. Like I told y'all earlier, like Everett, my partner knows the password to my phone, but I don't know the password to his, but I've also never really asked because I wanted to look something up the other day. My phone was in another room. He was right there. And I said, hey, can I borrow your phone? And no hesitation. He just pulled it out, unlocked it and handed it to me. So I was able to Google what what I wanted to look up. So it's like that. I don't need that password. Like, Because also I don't, I don't want to go through his text messages or check through, rifle through any of that stuff. Because A, it's not my business. Mm-hmm. And B, I don't feel that need to be like I said earlier, kind of like looking over his shoulder, double checking. I just don't have that, that distrust. Mm -hmm. I think some of that distrust comes from previous relationships where there was, and that's, you know, completely understandable. Yeah. Valid, understandable, but for sure. I think kind of like how you always said, I don't think there is a need to know and like invade someone's privacy that way. Like it hides all of your stuff. You, You don't need everybody knowing your business all the time. Mm -hmm. yeah you just really got to take into account it's kind of invading someone's privacy matters Mm -hmm. and also no one is entitled to give you their information their passwords like you can have a loving caring relationship with that person and don't need their passwords Mm -hmm. to anything and that is a sign of trust like I trust you enough I don't need anything I don't need to have all your passwords Mm -hmm. to all your accounts and everything like that so yeah, yeah for sure uh, that's a big disconnect right there I was like I don't know I can't figure it out yeah. I was like mm. 
Well, and I definitely appreciate like that. No one, you're not entitled to mm-hmm. anyone's password. No one is entitled to your password. Um, and kind of tying that into what you were just saying, Maria, the, it's definitely understandable if you have had a previous relationship that has caused harm, that has broken your trust, definitely understand that. I'm so sorry that that happened. But as we've kind of talked about in the past, like your personal experiences, your personal traumas, things like that, don't excuse mm-hmm. future abusive behaviors from you. So it's one of those things where it's like, you need to fully process kind of that hurt and that trauma and what that looks like before you begin projecting that onto your next relationship and just kind of processing that because it's not the other person's responsibility to kind of carry that weight. For sure. If that Mm -hmm. makes sense. No, yeah. In instance, I feel like it's kind of connects to like foreboding joy, Mm. like trying to monitor back (laughs) yes to a previous season um like foreboding joy um like trying to monitor something before it happens so like oh i already knew this was going to happen because i have the passwords and everything oh you're so right and it's like no there is no you know right way um to prevent something from happening um if anything goes wrong with that relationship um you just really have to sit there and process with that that like it could possibly happen but that doesn't mean it will happen so you just have to really trust yourself and trust whoever you have relationships with so I think a kind of a natural transition here is kind of thinking now about like our parents our adult influencers who are listening in right now hello to you out there um how do we kind of like shift this into considering like children's passwords Mm -hmm. and um, like monitoring their behaviors and stuff and kind of utilizing that I guess privilege of Mm -hmm. having their passwords but it's a big overwhelming topic but kind of what are y'all's thoughts there I mean coming from some experience with our kiddo like we have her passwords to pretty much everything she doesn't even know her own roblox password <laughs> um we have to figure it out every time because we don't remember it but i think I mean, it was similar with my webkins password actually <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i don't and of course she's young she's not like in her teens where she's like big into whatever social media like tiktok or whatever's going on but i mean we don't make her share anything with us that she doesn't want to and at the same time like, if she sees something on any kind of platform or whatever, or she's, like, feeling icky about something, like, she'll come and tell us. Yeah. So I think maintaining an open line of, like, yeah. trust and communication mm-hmm. is super important when you're dealing with children and their privacy. Because they are still entitled to their own sense of privacy and, and mm-hmm. what they do. And just making sure they know, making sure they know, like, the rules for, like, safe online practices. Mm-hmm. I think that's smart. I, like especially just kind of like what you were saying, like creating that space or that environment where Mm -hmm. they feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's something, it's a hard needle to thread. Mm -hmm. Parents, adult influencers, so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My heart goes out to you. It's hard. There are no right answers. There's there's no perfect way to engage in students' lives for sure. But I definitely think that's such a big thing is creating that environment where, oh, you're not feeling comfortable, but I'm a safe space. I'm not just like a a punishment vending machine, mm-hmm. I guess, where you're doing something that I know is unsafe. And because that 
scares me because I love you and I want to protect you. I'm going to punish you. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, like we need to understand what's going on here. I need to, I'm saying as a non-parent. <laughs> so once again, don't have all the answers, but this is just my thoughts. Like creating that space of like, I want to treat you as a full person. Mm-hmm. And here is my reasoning why. Like a lot of times I think some parents will utilize the because I, because I said so. Mm-hmm. which I I was a receiver of a because I said so several times and I totally get it but at the same time I think that it can be good when we can mm-hmm. to give explanations to students mm-hmm. and to I, w- I would say our children but to, to other people's children <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I think shying away from because I said so is really important for them to cultivate their own health relationships too mm-hmm. She's kind of like on a little side note. Well, oh, that's fair. Because they don't, they learn that like you can't just tell someone like do it because I said so. They learn like mm. to explain and give the reasoning why and have the other person see their perspective. Yeah, especially when they get into the like the teenage phase. Uh, yes. They're definitely going <laughs> to be like, oh, well, why? And yeah. I'm not understanding. So mm-hmm. you definitely want to. This feels unfair. Shy- yeah, yes. this feels unfair. Yeah. It's like you definitely want to shy away from, oh, because I told you to. And oh, because yeah. I'm your parent. It's mm-hmm. like it, it it won't hurt to explain why or to help them understand why this is happening or why you said that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just having that just transparency moment, that open communication mm-hmm. with one another it's like it doesn't have to be a hostile environment mm-hmm. it's just like I said this because of this and you might not understand it now but, but you'll mm-hmm. understand it later on in life kind of like that situation I think that's super fair and it also I think opens the door to create a deeper intimacy and a deeper relationship with mm-hmm. students as well because like I mentioned earlier I think a lot of this response is out of love and a desire to protect, which also means whenever kids are being unsafe online, you like, that's scary. Mm-hmm. So I think that elicits a lot of emotions from like mm-hmm. parents and adult influencers. And I think those need to be shared mm-hmm. in those conversations. And like, I think that as adults, we should be naming our emotions and our feelings more frequently with students to normalize it. Mm-hmm. Because like, I'm thinking about like even my own parents like if and I actually now that I'm thinking about my parents were pretty forthcoming about that in a lot of ways like they would tell me and like hey like if you're doing this thing like that scares me because I don't think it's safe you can get hurt Mm -hmm. and they would name that and that was always so impactful so it was like oh like I am hurting you by Mm -hmm. doing this and that always would make me break down in tears <laughs> as soon as soon as I I could I, anytime I was in trouble I could never talk to my dad because it would just be he would cry I would cry <laughs> scariest was whenever the water works just comes yeah yeah my dad my dad's a big crier it was always way scarier whenever my mom would cry though because mm-hmm. my mom never cries so mm-hmm. I would be like oh big it's weight serious. big weight yeah this is a big deal but I think that being able to name those emotions is really good modeling any other thoughts no all right seems like a good transition into our relationship goal for today which I have and our relationship goal for this episode is making sure you're creating passwords across all your accounts strong passwords unique passwords if you have one shared passwords with someone you know or simply forgot it um, that's okay just make sure that you change it 
as often as you can. Um, it is in your best interest to change your passcode than to lose access to all your personal and sensitive mm -hmm. information. And also another part of this is like establishing boundaries with people you have relationships with when it comes to sharing passwords. It's like, don't be afraid to let someone know that you're not comfortable with sharing passwords. And if you have that trusting and caring relationship, they will understand as well. So that is our relationship goal. Awesome. Nice. Mm -hmm. And then I think Maria has our recommendation for today. I surely do. My recommendation is Harry Potter. Um, I love Harry Potter as we're getting into the colder months and yes. everyone starts putting Harry Potter on the TV. On like TV, if anyone wants just cable anymore. <laughs> that is. Um, After we talked about streaming services for yeah. half of the episode. <laughs> right. Um, but I, it's always like really like a comfort thing to get like snacks and some hot chocolate and just watch Harry Potter, which is, uh, if you haven't heard of him, um, he's a wee little boy, a <laughs> wizard boy. Um, who has to face oh, like we lad <laughs> who has to face something that's trying to kill him and or his friends in every movie yeah. or book, and eventually like face off against the ultimate evil, big bad, mm. big bad wolf with no nose. So, <laughs> yeah, awesome. I always I second that recommendation. I love Harry Potter in the fall. It just feels appropriate. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you all awesome. so much. Thank you guys for tuning in for today's episode. Um, if you're looking for more prevention and education content, please absolutely check us out on Instagram at ACCVC underscore prevention, or you can check out the Advocacy Center's social media accounts. We're on Instagram and Facebook at advocacy underscore Waco. And go ahead and be sure to like and subscribe our YouTube channel so you can stay caught up with our new episodes each week. We look forward to seeing you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to Real Relationship Goals. This episode was produced by the Prevention and Education Department of the Advocacy Center for Crime Victims and Children in Waco, Texas. You can follow us on Instagram at ACCVC underscore prevention. See you next time.